This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Oh, if you went to bed early last night, what did you miss? Johnny Goudreau leaving Calgary, Malkin staying in Pittsburgh. We are just under three hours to the official deadline of the UFA market. And the floodgates will open up. By then, we will hear the Edmonton Oilers announcing Jack Campbell as their next starting goaltender, as he's got that five million five-year deal in his back pocket. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and Josh Santos on tech. Welcome to the Real Kipper and Bourne morning edition guys we're on the clock man I, I don't know where to start on a day like this is it uh hey let's get the news out there is it uh uh revisiting the fact that uh jack campbell's gonna be an edmonton oiler the fact that uh andrew cop and uh his team were talking to stevie eiserman last night and putting the final touches on a on a contract that should pay him between five and five and a half million dollars uh, with Detroit. Uh, the list goes on. Let's start with you, JB. What's uh, what's getting you going uh, this early in the morning? I think the most impactful news, there's the goaltending stuff. That's obviously a large impact to the Toronto Maple Leafs for one, but to the league wide. But Johnny Goodrow leaving Calgary kills me. Uh, I don't know, Kipper. I don't understand why a guy like Gaudreau can't know what he's going to do sooner. See, that's like, stop right there. Okay. Just stop right there. Okay. He knew. John Tavares knew four years ago. They know. They just don't tell you and they don't, and they mislead you. That's what why? they did. That's why? the poker face. So they can get out as clean as possible. And they don't have to go down the stretch and look people in the eye, including teammates. And say, I'm not coming uh, back. And, and say, I'm not coming back. Wow. Really? You think yes, so? Yes, really. They know. They all know. I actually agree. I and I, agree. I, I don't blame them. That's the best case scenario. And, yeah, it's a thing to do to your, your team and, and the fans. It is. Yeah. It is. But, I, but yeah, it's okay. It's, a bad way to go. it's okay because 99% of the league has all the cards held by the ownership and, and the team. They get to kick you to the curb. They get to put you on waivers. They get to not renew you. Yeah. They get to mm. sit in a meeting and say, you're no stinking good. <laughs> and you let the team down. And they get to do and say different things to you. And then there's a very small percent that can turn around and and do what John Tavares did to the Islanders or Johnny Hockey just did to Calgary. And, hey, good, nice, because think about the way sometimes you guys treat other players and I have a chance to get you back a little bit. They're the small percentage that can do it. You know, the... The, the reason we're hearing that Goudreau did not want to go back uh, is family, right? He wants to be near his family out mm. east. Philly, New Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, family. Tavares, family. family yeah. And pajamas, hey, those are 100%, family. 100% valid excuses, right? Like that's 
If someone says I want to go play there because my family's there, hundred percent get that. I, I I'm fine with it. However, the family has been there. They didn't just move to Philadelphia. You know, like Gaudreau didn't find out about it last night. Like, oh, my family's in Philly, crazy. So yeah, I, I feel like you just risk burning a legacy with these teams that you were such an important part of and the fans revered you for so long. I hate the idea of they walking out on bad terms. They weigh, huh? they, they, they weigh that out. And it's yeah. still the pros outweigh the cons. And yes, the family's always been there, but this is the first opportunity that I can get to go to them. I never right, had the chance. Why it's in obvious eight years. you should go. Right. So it's obvious, and you should just be like, yeah, hey, yeah. sorry, teammate. My family's there. And in the future, it's up to Brad Tree Living or Lula Morello, or dare I say that, dare I say it, uh, Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas, two years removed from Austin Matthews, to read the tea leaves, read yeah. them, and understand that you cannot let Johnny Hockey go out the door for next to nothing and bring no value back. You cannot do that. The Islanders, say what you will, whether it was a good decision or not to let Tavares go because he was now overvalued, but you need to bring something back for nothing. Yeah. And you cannot allow that to ever happen again. And now we got Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. And guess guess what? He thinks about his family, too. You know where his family lives? Not Calgary? Uh, St. Louis. Oh. And grew up with the Blues. And I'd be very careful on that one because I'd have to get Matthew Kachuk out before I let him walk out the door for next to nothing. Yeah. Well, and that's in both cases with Tavares and Goodrow. You had a player who was on a team who wanted to take a swing. Like, the, the Flames look like a cup contender, right? They were among the teams that had a chance to win a Stanley Cup this year. The Islanders were pretty good when Tavares was going through that. In both cases, the guys couldn't stomach the idea, I guess, of not being a part of that next potential run, of, of, of telling the team that they were going to leave and getting traded, not being a part of it. You know, there's some selfishness in that, but you're right. It's an earned selfishness. They're allowed to look after themselves to go on that cup run to become a UFA. I, I, I get why they do it. It's unfortunate for the fans, but yeah, now you've got Kachuk in a position where, you know, is, is it less likely that he stays? Definitely. I'd say Leafs fans are lucky that Austin Matthews is from Arizona, which happens to be the biggest tire fire in all of professional sports. They have that going for them. And and make no mistake about it, and I'm already told that uh, behind the scenes, they are, it is a number one priority. Uh, the, 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 the Leafs and, and okay. re-signing Austin okay. Matthews. Yeah. And they've got two years. They've got essentially a year because you do not want to go into next season with him unsigned. You just can't. So the work has already started. Believe it or not, even going into today is built around how does this work around an extension for Austin Matthews? That's where the Leafs are today. You're thinking they're they're, they're thinking about uh, getting out of the first round. They're thinking about how do we make sure that this guy is is not pulling a Johnny Hockey in two years. That's what they're thinking about today. 
Can't help but notice their f- new $5 million goaltender's contract expires in two years, which gives them some added flexibility, you know, over what Campbell would have been at 5x5 five five or whatever. You know, I wonder if that played into the uh, Matt Murray decision at all. You say, I don't know, maybe then we got to get two $1 million goalies, but we just need to make sure we have enough money for Austin when Austin's contract is up. Well, like we said on the top of the show, uh, Jack Campbell will sign a $5 million five-year deal in Edmonton uh, and and still many scratching their heads. If you're paying, as you said, Matt Murray 4.7 for two, why not just give Jack his five? And then you see Cam Talbot traded to the Ottawa Senators, and he's got, if I'm not mistaken, another year at 3.6 million. And people wondering today if, if Kyle Dubas made the right move, but knowing that Jack's out the door and it will be official in uh, probably three hours, three plus hours, uh, your thoughts on uh, how this thing finally played out. Let's start with you, JB, and then we'll go to our, our good pal, Sammy. I'll just say that you know the one thing that I, I think maybe got lost in my criticism of the Matt Murray deal yesterday is that I'm not a huge Jack Campbell believer. Like, I think he's probably league average starter you know maybe if you took 32 starters in the nhl was he the 20th best goalie among those 32 like i think he's just a legit starter i just i think he's more trustworthy in terms of what you're going to get from him in the years ahead than murray but i wouldn't love the idea of giving campbell five years either so yeah the cap hit is fine the leafs would love to have jack campbell i think at five instead of matt murray but i think it's term here that's that's the terrifying part yeah, I, that's exactly what my thoughts is on Campbell. You know, I came on this very radio station and said they should pay him whatever he wants. So uh, it's hard for me to sit here and say it's a terrible contract. But what we saw from him in the middle of the season, the swoon that he had, the inconsistencies, the injuries, I would say not a great playoff performance this year, boys. Do you think that's fair? I don't think he was awful, but I don't think he was great by any stretch of the imagination. I just think five years is such a scary commitment to make, especially if you're the least. And we were just talking about it with the Matthews thing in two years. I just think that the 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 lack of risk, I guess, involved with Murray with the two years is more palatable to Dubas and Co. than the risk of the five years with Jack Campbell, and that's what they did. So, listen, this is another Hyman potential situation, boys. This is another spot where he can go out there and he can look good on that team and they could potentially go deeper than the Leafs in the playoffs, and it's another thing that Leaf fans are just going to have to eat. But I do understand not giving the commitment of five years. Well, and just to be fair to you, Sammy, not just you, but everybody in those first 37 games was saying, give the man whatever he wants. And you know what's crazy, though, Kipper? We talked all around what he was going to be worth, and in the end, we nailed it. We like, did. This, this is like the exact number we kind of came around, was it not, Listen, during our conversations? And, and people were like, you're crazy. Uh, it, it, yeah. If, if he would have been able to carry much of the momentum in the back half of the season as he did in the first half of the season, that number would have been a lot closer to six than it is at five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, uh, I think I, I was pushing for a lower one around four or five or something. You were saying five, five. I mean, we're kind of there. It was between five and six. We knew that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it soured for him at the end of the year. 
um, and he didn't get the results that he needed to uh, against one of the best goalies in history. And yet, um, he still ends up with five million. And what do you think uh, they offered him in November, or whenever it was we had those conversations, or December? I heard, I heard in the last year of the deal, it was seven hundred and fifty thousand. I don't know why. I don't know if they front loaded it, uh, but in, in the last year, I heard seven hundred and fifty thousand. And I'm, I, I just don't understand the math on that. Uh, but I threw out in November, I think I threw out the word insulted. And uh, it just, it never caught up after that. I don't think that there was an, another offer. Jeez. So you're saying like a five-year deal that was like heavily no, front-loaded? No, I, I, I would think maybe a three-year deal. It was, yeah, I'm under the impression it was under uh, Peter yeah. Mrazek. Whatever the contract the was, they offered AD, him at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, uh, it was under Peter Mrazek, and all I heard so basically was they tried the, to have the, as much money available for Austin as possible. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were thinking that far ahead or not, JB. But I just heard somebody mention to me that uh, the last year the base salary was seven fifty, and uh, I, I I don't get it. But you know, and I I mean it's it's not confirmed. It's just hearsay. Yeah. But that's what I had heard. So that's I'm not, I'm the mm-hmm. Doug McLean line. Must I'm not telling you if it's the truth. I'm just, years. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. <laughs> the old Doug McLean. Love it. Yeah. So All right. uh, clearly, clearly, though, um, they, they it wasn't – when you look at Jack at $5 million and, and Matt Murray at four seven. I mean, this isn't about the Leafs saving $300,000. This is about they just completely lost faith in Jack. Like – and you know the ironic part is, is uh, uh, Ottawa lost complete faith in in Matt Murray, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's yeah, he was okay for them last year. They just didn't want to see it, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, like a they lot were of kind of emotionally with... over this guy. But a lot of it has to do with the the real money that he was owed. No, isn't he owed like a lot of real money? Isn't it like seven or eight million bucks that he's actually owed versus what's on the cap? Like they probably don't want to pay that yeah, as well. Yeah, the the, Le- the Leafs are saving Ottawa over eleven million dollars. Yeah, I, I think that probably had a lot to do. with Yeah, it too. I, I think that that helps for sure because uh, I mean Ottawa doesn't appear like they did uh, before Ju- uh, Eugene Melnick passed away, where they're completely watching their. Their nickels and dimes. They they seem like a team that's, uh, you know, spending a lot. And and now we've got the Claude well, what, Giroux. What's going rumors, on now? Right, coming. Like suddenly, suddenly Ottawa seems to be making actual hockey decisions, trying to win hockey games. I'm actually I'm pretty fascinated. Like if if they get Claude Giroux, you know, they can run out of top six with. You know, Debrinkit and Giroux and Kachuk and Noritz yeah. and Stutzla and right. Batherson, like they, they got he, a hockey team, can, boys. Can can Giroux keep up? Is he is he a top six guy? He goes to Florida, he's got Barkov, he's got Hubidor. Like, how does that not work? Like how yeah. how does Claude Giroux not work for Florida and now he's gonna go to Ottawa and, and look like a legit top six guy? Can can you can you tell me if that's if I'm reading the tea leaves wrong I don't know. here. Was, I guess I didn't notice that Giroux was like outwardly bad in Florida. Maybe I didn't keep enough close there close enough tabs on him there, but I, I do wonder if what his cost is gonna be. Like what are they gonna pay him to be? 
I mean, I have no idea what to expect what a Claude Giroux number would look at, but look like. But I am, I am interested. Like Ottawa was in on some rumors for was it Mackenzie Weger as well? Like, yeah, they're still in it. There's hope and, if you're a Sens fan. And and Florida wants to get rid of Weger. They don't want him back. Florida, yeah, they don't, eh? No, no, and they're looking for a right-handed D. So there seems to make sense there on that front. Um, one more on on Johnny Hockey, and I'll I'll throw this to our 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 uh, Leaf Nation president uh, on the Real Kipper and Born <laughs> Show. Does does what happened to Johnny Goudreau make Leaf Nation a little bit more nervous on the next two years for Austin Matthews? Yes, hundred percent. That's exactly. <laughs> I have to like. I mean, everything's about the Leafs for me, of course, and that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that Johnny Hockey was leaving. It's like, well, an American star playing in a Canadian market, wanting to go somewhere close to home, you know, wanting to go back to the East Coast. I mean, it's impossible not to draw parallels, no, boys? Like, it just, I know, you know, Matthews is a bigger star. Toronto's a different market than Calgary. I know all the sort of parameters that make it different. But to me, this is a very, very obvious parallel to draw that is truly terrifying for Leafs Nation. JB, you agree? Well, well, here's what I'll say. I think the best situation in the NHL for Austin Matthews is in Toronto. Truly, I think that. Like, this guy wants to be a star. His best chance at being this, you know, Bieber-level guy is, is here <laughs> with the Rangers, you know, like whatever it is. I, I also think he's the type of guy who is most likely to look around and see what's out there for him and take the best scenario. You know, Toronto has the advantage of being able to offer him everything. But I do think that he'd be a guy that would poke his head around the league and say, I don't know, yeah. Los Angeles acting, that might be fun. 30, 32 teams, and in two years, many of them will still be in, in cap hell or, or – or at least locked up, and I'm. I'm. When's kinda, the cap going to jump? I th- I would think in three or four years. Yeah, right. That's where I think we'll see. That significant would work in the Leafs' favor to get him under a deal say, and then yeah. have the cap jump. Well, the only thing I I I agree with you, JB. JB is like, how many teams in two years will be able to look at Austin Matthews and say, hey, we'll take you for 14 or $15 million, uh, on an AAV. And oh. I don't know. I mean, it, think about Arizona in two years. Like, they're still in that, that rinky-dink uh, university arena. Rinky-dink, can, you rink. see, can you see Austin Matthews being uh, one of the biggest stars in the NHL playing in that rink, leaving Toronto to go play in that rink? Really? Just getting a back page story in the Arizona Republic, <laughs> you know, like no, I, I, I can't, I can't. But it's not just Arizona. I think the ones that scare me the most would be L.A., like Borny mentioned, because they're a team on the rise. LA you know, that's a team that could scare me. Still have Kopitar at ten million. Have yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Dowdy at ten million. Like how high is it going that you're going to fit fourteen or fifteen million in? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's very true. So, I'm just thinking. There's just I I I think. If we're talking about this next year at this time, that it hasn't been signed, I'll be in panic mode. But I do get the feeling that the as soon as it's eligible, it will be a $15 million, $14 million per year, eight-year deal. Like, it's going to be a monster deal. Seven years. Seven years? Yeah, sir, seven years. 
Wait, no, Toronto can go eight on Matthews. Can no, yeah, they can go eight. eight. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I thought you meant yeah. uh, outside of that. Okay. Yeah, no. Oh, I, I see, Toronto. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so uh, kind of surprised. Uh, Malkin just feeding those insiders to <laughs> l- make sure everybody believes that he's really leaving, and then he stays and signs an extension with Pittsburgh. From what I told, what from what I'm told, uh, this has Sid Crosby written all over it. This was Sid going, boys. I'm stepping in. I'm making a call, and end of story. Really? <laughs> what do you think? As in saying, you know, talking to the brass with the Penguins and saying, make it happen. Would there, would there be a more influential voice? in the decision-making, and I include ownership, new ownership in Pittsburgh, I include Ron Hextall, and I I include Brian Burke. Would there be a bigger influence, a bigger voice than Sidney Crosby to decide if Malkin stays or goes? Yes or no? No. No, of course not. He's the the guy. Malkin wants to stay. I I wonder what, you know, what Sid could have done to that number. You know, if if Burke and Hextall have decided, okay, here we're going to give Gino three years at five million or something, like is Sid really capable of going in there and saying, hey, make it six and tack another year on? Like, do you think that that he's that influential? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I do too. All right. Yeah, it's Sid. Yeah. yeah. Now, beyond whoever got this deal done, is it the right decision? This is an this is a team that's been on the backs of Malkin, Crosby, Latang, but they have missed advancing in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Is is this the right decision? I'll say this, Kipper. It's not that much money for a guy who scored a point per game last season who can take over games when he's on. You know, like six million dollars. Hey, what Andrew Cops no. gonna get five and a half? For, forget the money, JB. Is this the group of guys that can go now and beat the Rangers? Can they beat Washington? Right. Is this the group? Forget about the money for a second. They're essentially bringing everybody back. It's it wasn't good enough last year. But Why is it good point- enough now? My point is that by playing for what he's going to play for, they should have money to support this group, to to have some better players around him. Like Jason Zucker is still making five point five, by the way, for them this upcoming season. I'm sure that's going to go at some point. But like, you know, they got Raquel Rust. You know, they have a lot of good players outside of those main guys, yeah. I, and hopefully they'll have a little bit more money to spend to support them. But you know yeah. what? Uh, I'll tell you this. I, yeah, I'd rather play Gino. I'd rather pay Gino Malkin six point one than Val Nakushkin six point one. Like if we're comparing those two contracts, I know Malkin's yeah. older, and I know okay. you know there's different different things with him. But I don't and know, man. His, I if his knees go ahead. If his knees don't hold up, are you are you still feeling the same way? Probably not. But I don't live in this world right now. I I I love Evgeny Malkin, and I think there's something to be said about the legacy thing. Like this is going to be Latang, Gino, and Sid. If by the end of their contracts, they'll play 20 years together. That's completely unheard of. You know what has to get fixed, Kipper, is not the Crosby, Malkin, Latang. That's not the problem. Here are guys on their back end 
uh, making $4 million plus. Latang, obviously. Matheson makes over $4 million. John Marino makes over $4 million. Dumoulin makes over $4 million. Pedersen makes over $4 million. Mm. Like, that's a ton of money on a decor that's okay. Okay. You know, that's where your problem is, and these these guys are moving on. So I don't know how much room they have to, to make changes there. Matheson and Dumoulin have uh, modified no trades, but boy. Don't love that decor. The other thing that kind of amazes me as Brian Burke and Ron Hextel continue to kind of lead the way is uh, this isn't a this isn't a tough lineup, man. This isn't a, a truculent lineup. This is at times a, a team that can get pushed around a little bit here, and it's mm-hmm. kind of scra- head scratching because uh, it is a Brian Burke kind of team, but. You look down that lineup, and and I don't see much pushback. Do they need to go out there and and and, and get, um, dare I say it, maybe like a, a Mason Marchment, who by the way is leaving Florida because they don't want to pay what's going to be anticipated now is a a four million dollar player. Boy, that's a lot of money on a 27-year-old who had 50 good hockey games in the NHL. Yeah, I'd be scared to give him that for sure. So before we before we get to McKenna, should we talk Evander Kane, boys? Because that's a big story. Evander Kane woke up today to a uh, a brand new contract, which will pay him 5.25 for four years. Sammy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And. Uh, Clearly, the number that uh, he was after was a lot bigger. But I think uh, Dan Milstein and uh, Evander looked around, knocked on many doors, and outside of the Oilers, guys, I had heard no one was comfortable with dealing with a long-term deal for Evander except Edmonton. yeah. Well, that's, you know, I imagine that Edmonton said, like a lot of teams, love the player, can't go any more than three years. You know, love to do two years, can't go any more than three years. And when it all comes down to it and you can't get the deal done, you got to tack one more uh, one more on to, to kick it over the, the goal line. I imagine this is more term than they wanted and for Kane, less term than he wanted. But that's where you end up. Uh, I, you know, his statement today about been through a lot of adversity uh, a lot of it self-made here, Evander. I don't know if there's much uh, pity out there from a lot of people, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. You, you, he's a $10 million guy that's cost $5 million for a reason. Let's put it that way. Which, if he, can, if he can just continue to keep his head on straight like he did last year when he arrived, then this is a bargain. This is a steal sure. if that happens. He's a thirty-plus goal-scoring physical presence. The, the, playing the your top one line. thing, yeah, the one thing is that a four-year deal gets him to relax on the. I need to be on I my know. best behavior. Hundred percent. That's the that's yeah. the uh, issue, uh, and it's been the issue wherever he's gone. It's like D'Angelo, right? Everyone happy to have him for one by one like Carolina had him. Who wants to be the team that gives him five times three? Or, you know, what's he in Philly now? Five times two? Even even two. Even two. Keeps a guy in check. Four does not. 
All right. Um, like Sammy said, Mike McKenna is going to come up. Uh, he's with Daily Faceoff, uh, hockey analyst, uh, retired NHL goalie, a guy that's been on our show on on many occasions this year to kind of sum up this this goaltending market, which we feel will get uh, a lot clearer in those first couple of hours. We do expect Jack Campbell to be named uh, number one starter for the Edmonton Oilers with a brand new five times five contract in Edmonton, which leaves us with uh, maybe just one chair left. Guys, would you agree uh, that one would belong to the Washington Capitals? Yeah, like it's one of those things for Darcy Kemper where it feels like the they're going to give him a, a contract that he deserves, just won a Stanley Cup, you know, five by five and a half or whatever it is. But like really, who are they bidding against? What team out there right now is going to be even making a bid at all, given everyone's goaltending situation? The Leafs obviously out of the mix. Would have been interesting to at least hang around until after UFA Day to see if the Leafs could have got a guy like that a little cheaper. But a good goaltender should be good for the Capitals, who are in win-now mode, given the age of their superstars. I would imagine uh, behind the scenes, uh Zach Hyman would have been a guy that uh, would have pushed real hard for this. Mm-hmm. It's funny, in, in the personality front, they sure brought in two different guys with the Kane deal and the Campbell deals. Eh? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, these two guys coming right in the middle on the personality scale. The nicest guy in the world, and Evander Kane. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a but lot of there's, pressure there's for Jack. Ton- oh, it is. It is, uh, but, but at least it's in Edmonton. At least it's not here. I wonder how much the pressure. Oh, of wait, Toronto hold on for a second. That... Edmonton, uh, the media and the fans are way softer on their team than the Leafs are on. Uh, uh, They're on less their voluminous. Voluminous. <laughs> there's, there's not as less... many. That's all. There's yeah. not a. There, there's not a, a a real Kipper and Bourne version out west in Edmonton that uh, critiques as hard as so. we do. Yeah, what about Stoff? Stoff will let him know, that's for sure. Where, yeah. How about Kadri, boys? Where's Kadri going to end up? Hmm. What do you think, Kip? <sighs> yeah. Um, I I know that uh, Brad Tree Living went on record saying that you just don't replace Johnny uh, that easily, but uh, i got to continue to believe that uh, Kadri's camp and, and Calgary have uh, – got each other on speed dial here uh I, I i do believe that calgary has to move in on on somebody and alleviate that uh that pain uh just so, yeah just look at the just just look at the islanders and 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 you know despite again whether you think now at this point it was a good move or bad move for for Tavares leaving the islanders it left a huge hole for a very long time Mm-hmm. But, I just don't know but, if Calgary can leave that hole um, as long. But Kadri declined right. to get traded there when he was a Leaf, right? Is that yeah. just because he wanted to stay a Leaf, or was that more of a Calgary thing? Uh, I think it was more Leaf than Calgary, pal. Yeah. Okay. So, All right, let's bring in Mike McKenna because he's been a busy guy. Everybody wants his opinion on what the heck is going on with the goaltenders. Uh, uh, Mike, thanks again for joining us. Uh I'm sure you anticipate the Edmonton Oilers announcing Jack Campbell as much as everybody else here. Uh, just 
your overall thoughts on how this thing has played out just first and foremost between the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Ottawa Senators. So we got a little bit of a, a triangle here going in terms of revolving goaltenders. Do we ever? And you can even toss the auto, you know, the Minnesota Wild into the mix with Cam Talbot. It's been pretty wild in the past couple of days. And to be truthful here, I'm kind of surprised how it's all shaken out. You know, I, I thought that when you looked at this objectively, where were the Leafs going to go? And you could sense that things weren't great with Jack Campbell early. You know, Kip, I remember you saying like he really hadn't gotten a real offer yet and thinking, well, okay, what, what do the Leafs think they're going to be able to get on the open market or via trade that's going to make their team better, especially in a market that didn't feature many goaltenders? Like to me, it was kind of down to Kemper or Flurry is what you were looking at. And you didn't end up with either of those. So you have to go to like plan C or plan D to bring in Matt Murray on a reclamation project. That really caught me out. And, you know, you, you can even factor in now there's Ilya Samsonov out there. Like there were goalies available, but the Leafs have chosen to move on to Matt Murray. Um, guys, I know that familiarity thing is, is there with the Sioux Greyhounds previously. I mean, it was there with Jack Campbell previously as well. Um, but there's concerns, man. I, I'm not I'm not sold this is going to work. I'm sure that there's a lot of people in Toronto that aren't either. I hope it does, man. I hope Matt Murray finds his game and, and plays like he did for some stretches last season when he was healthy. But health is also a big concern. Um, so that's a bit surprising. And then Jack Campbell, I mean, five by five, but couldn't Toronto have given that to him? For sure they could have. So I don't know what caused the rift there. I don't know why Toronto didn't believe in Jack, because clearly there was something there. There must have been. Unless it just got to the point where he said, enough, I'm going out, I'm going to find my own ticket, and Edmonton seems to be the suitor. You know, That's the club that needed somebody, and for whatever reason, wherever Darcy Kemper's going, if it's Washington, it's not Edmonton. So when there's not many goalies out there, everybody's got to find a seat, and here we are. Okay, let's check uh, health concerns to the side for a second here, uh, Mike, and, and just uh, uh, concerns on the ice. Uh, bad goals. Just there, It just seemed like every time I, I saw a Matt Murray uh, highlight, it was uh, issues uh, short side, issues on the glove side. Uh, just your recollection of wh- where where he needs to get better here to find himself again. Simplest way to distill it is that Matt Murray is going to have to become an athlete again, rather than a robot and a goalie school goalie. Okay. He is, he's got a great technical foundation that to me, he's over relied on in the last couple of years, while the rest of the NHL has moved more towards being dynamic and explosive and using a strong technical and and mechanical base to start from, and then be able to branch out. You know, when you look at Shcherkin and Vasilevsky and you see how patient these guys are on their feet and still being able to read and react and adapt and be creative, that's what I don't know if you can coax out of Matt Murray. Is there an inner creativity that we haven't seen in a few years? You know, the last year that he played in the American League and the full year he did were probably the best I'd seen in that league. And then he came to the NHL and was lights out. And you know, to me back then, he had that element of being a little bit more reactive, of reading pucks better. And I can't say why that's gone away. I'm not sure why that's the case. Maybe it's chasing it mentally. Maybe it's just becoming over-reliant on summer training. I don't know what that is, but he's got to find that element. He's got to be an athlete again. He's got to be able 
to make those saves with a creativity, with an explosiveness that, you know, we haven't seen. Those bad angle goals, those are just getting complacent in your post integrations, and that's got to go away. Mike, the Leafs still need another goalie, I think. I don't know how comfortable they are with their AHL guys. Um, you know, there's some names still available out there. There's, I don't know, Martin Jones or Yarrow Halak. I guess they could trade for Aiden Hill, Sam Sonoff. Is there anyone that's mm-hmm. still kind of without a team that you think uh, is maybe an undervalued guy? Well, uh, that's the problem is the value. You know, the price range here, we're getting to the point where every goalie in the league's making between three and six million bucks, man. And there's not many value deals out there. Like, right. if if I were the Maple Leafs, I would have been calling Pat Verbeek and trying to get Anthony Stolarz, like yesterday. But I, from what I've gathered, I think Anaheim's very happy in keeping Stolarz. Um, that's somebody who under who overperformed beyond his contract and in a kind of under the co- undercover role there behind John Gibson. But um, like to me, the best available number two goalie that's out there is probably Eric Comrie. And putting up a 920 save percentage last year behind Hellebuck, didn't play a lot of games, but he won most of them. And he's probably the best available. And that means to me, he's probably going to get paid. Like you're probably looking at three million bucks, two and a half, three million bucks. Like if Laurent Brossois got two plus last year, and goalie prices keep inflating like they have been, if we've seen Huso get four, seven, five, and and these numbers. Man, there's not many out there. You know, like I, I think your best bet might be somebody like a Thomas Grice, who even as an older goaltender, you might be able to get on something of a value contract, um, and, and you hope that he stays healthy as well. Because that's – I'm sorry, man. That's a real concern with Murray. He just hasn't been healthy. You need somebody that can play. And I don't know if you want to trust, you know, Eric Shawgren or Joseph Wall, who's still trying to get healthy his own and find his own game and build towards the NHL. I don't think either of those are who you want to pair with Murray. So they're going to have to find somebody. But, boy, they may end up having seven, $8 million tied up in goalies before they know it. I'm going to throw out a name, and I don't know even if this is too expensive or not, um, but – the feeling is San Jose may have to make a decision with uh, Hill or James Reimer who fall into mm-hmm. that 2.2. Reimer's a guy that has played that perfect backup role very well since leaving the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's familiar with this uh, market. Would you think about bringing James Reimer back? I mean, I think everything's worth a phone call, and he's on a pretty friendly contract. He's got a bit of trade protection, so we don't know where that goes. Um, but are you going to win a Stanley Cup with James Reimer? Okay, I love James Reimer, man. And, yeah, he's a good number two, but, like, is he going to be the guy that can bring you that cup? And I don't know the answer to that. And, you know, Aiden Hill is somebody I've circled with a pretty good contract, but he needs work. Like, he's not a great skater. He's not very dynamic. He's a big body. You know, do you believe in Curtis Sanford, your goalie coach, to be able to bring him along and continue to develop a goaltender who hasn't been able to grab a number one role despite Arizona doing everything they could to give it to him? Those are real questions, man. So, like, if Reimer's the target here, does, is anybody confident going into the year with that, right? Like, Reimer's going to give you quality minutes, but is his top end enough to win a Stanley Cup? Because this isn't, this isn't about making playoffs, man. This isn't even about the second round. This is about winning. And we didn't, don't think for a second, like for Matt Murray, the biggest pedigree he has isn't those two Stanley Cups. He's been there and done that. And if they can recapture it, it's great. But is he going to be available? And whoever's behind him, can that player, can that goaltender carry? And, you know, that's where I'm not quite sure if, if it comes to Reimer. All right, one more quick one, uh, and i got to let you go, Mike, and that's what, what's Edmonton getting? 
with Jack Ryan, uh, with uh, Jack Campbell. Boy, you hope he's getting the first two thirds of the season or the first half, because man, when he was on last year, he was, he was sick, man. Like I don't have any other way to say it. Like that first half of the year, Campbell was so good. And whatever caused him to lose confidence and to lose the confidence in his game more than anything, right? Like I saw him start to kind of drift and wander from, what he had done early in the year, right? His movements aren't as precise. He's leaving space short side. He's not on angle. Like if you can get those elements to go away in his game and find the consistency, I like that play because his high end is really there. He carried that club in Toronto last year. What we haven't seen is over the long haul. And that five years makes me nervous, but here's the thing. That's the going rate for a number one goaltender five by five. Cal Peterson should be getting a gift basket from every single goalie in the NHL that's gotten a contract in the last couple of years because it's set the market. Linus Olmark, same way in Boston. So, you know, I, I think that Edmonton's getting a goalie that, to me, has a higher end than what they had last year in Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen that has had moments where he can be consistent. And I think they just need a good version of Jack Campbell. They don't need a world beater. They just need him to be good because I think that team, now that they've got Kane back in the mix, if they can upgrade their defense a little bit, they should be better. They played better under Woodcroft. I believe Jack Campbell can do it. It's just a matter of staying as steady as he can. Mike, always appreciate your time on our show. Uh, You've been great all year for us uh, today. No different. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Happy to. Thanks for having me and enjoy the next couple hours. And then whatever time you get at the cottage after that, because you know, we're all headed there. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, Mike McKenna, real Kipper and Bourne's goaltender guru. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back more on Naz Kadri, where do we think he ends up? And I'll go back to Sammy and leaf nation and what is going on with the Ottawa senators and is the battle of Ontario back better than ever starting in the fall. That more on Real Kipper and Born after the break. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Heading into... 12 noon Eastern. That's when UFA opens up in the National Hockey League. Still a lot of talk about the Ottawa Senators. Claude Giroux, does he end up there building a home? It's been pushed uh, towards Ottawa, at least the uh, speculation and the talk. The Brinkin, Stutzel, and Giroux. Can he, can he keep up with them, JB? I think he can. Kipper, for a year, what's the contract going to look like, though? Like, is he going to go to Ottawa and sign one-year contracts? That doesn't seem very likely, does it? No. No. And But the one thing is, when you look at Batherson, Norris, Kachuk, he does bring in that, uh, that, that veteran presence, which yeah. here in Toronto, we've seen going back to Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, uh, Spezza, of course. Do Simmons. do the Leafs, if if you follow the trend, JB, do the Leafs still need another veteran like that? They they seem to like them. They do. Um, 
you know, I, how about someone who's had some success? What's David Perron going to cost, Kipper? What did he make? Four million dollars yeah. last year. Yeah, four, four plus. That's you know, what he's going to cost. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's, is that see, something? No, it's uh, no. Maybe I. I you got to move money out though, still, don't you? If you're the Leaves. Yeah. Yeah, suppose you do. Um. You know, just going through the list of available free agents, like there's lots of good hockey players out there this year, which is why the Murray thing frustrates me. Would you move Kerfoot out for Perron's contract? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Just I to would. change it up. Right. Just to right? have a little different element, at least till F you yeah. a little bit, right? The, the one thing, and I want to bring in, Sammy, you in this conversation, is the one thing that uh, – if you don't go and get another veteran like a Spezza who obviously got a ton of attention in this market, is that you also now throw the onus less on, on a veteran to have a voice like Spezza and more on Matthews and Marner. The next, well, they're a big the next now. It's your listen, eight. <laughs> the, the, next, six, seven. the next overblown speech that saves a game in the first round Better come from Matthews and Marner. No kidding. No oh, kidding. The, 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 I don't want to talk about the kids. About, I don't do talk not need the... rescuing anymore. Let's not talk about the playoffs, boys. You know, uh, it's a great free agency day with all these signings <laughs> and transactions. Playoffs are a long way away and a long way behind us. Uh, yeah, but those guys have to Here's... step up. That's the time. I guess it's they're the like, like Borny said, they're the big boys. It's time for them to make the big boy speeches, I guess. But yeah. I think they will sign another veteran. I, I don't know who it'll be, but I'm, sh- I'm sure he's not going to completely go away from that strategy. I'll bet you anything. I would bet a lot of money today that the Leafs end up with a player with a hyphen in his last name. Whether that's Zach Aston Reese or Nicholas Abe Kubel, one of those two guys with a dash in there is going to end up in Toronto. They're, they're both good bottom six guys, good four checkers, good roll guys, fairly cheap. I bet you one of those guys ends up here. I... I threw out the name a while ago, Nick uh, uh, Delorier. Is there a hyphen Nicholas in there? Delorier. No. Um, yeah. Tough. Yeah, the, skate. Yeah. Uh, much more than a million and a half. One point five. Does that not come into the the ballpark of what we think Kyle's looking for? He's not looking for three and four million dollar players today. He's looking for million and a half. Is he not? Yeah, no, that that's true. You know, Deloria's guy made a million bucks last year. He's thirty-one years old. Um, you know, did score still eight tough. times. Yeah. Oh yeah, still one of the tougher guys in the league. At least the most willing to go. As much as Wayne Simmons scared, or you know, was, was willing to go with guys, he doesn't want to do it anymore. He's an older veteran, right? Like Deloria feels like a guy who has been a fighter. I don't know. That, that's how I describe Simmons. So sure, if you're looking for that element, pretty good hockey player. Three. Just over six point three million dollars to address the bottom six. Get another goalie. Get Rasmus Sandin figured out. How, how many? Uh, how many does he need to sign? Five, six with that money. Yeah. And you know who I want to see them trade for or, or acquire? I want to see Yessa Pulleyarvi come to Toronto. Everyone from Toronto is going oh. to Edmonton. That guy's a good bottom bet. I think a good, you know, middle what's six his, bet. What's his contract status? One more year. RFA. Um, Does he have anything left, or do they have to resign him? Give me one quick sec. 
I don't remember. I think he's an RFA. Yeah, I think that's the issue is that he's going to cost them more money and they don't want to do the the money spending the last uh I heard. You okay. know what uh is is incredible is the uh RFA the non Yeah, the the non-qualifying list is pretty huge. Sunny like Milano. Got now, we got 17, 20 goal scores, 30 points, 40 points that uh never got qualified. Yeah. Good players, solid NHLers, but this just goes to to show you what the cap does and 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 how the middle guy has has been squeezed over the years. So these are all like between three, four, four and a half million dollar players that now teams need to come in at at between a million and a half or two million. Like they're yeah. this is the shrinking of the middle of the of the salary cap. Either you're you're making huge money or you're an interchangeable piece uh, at the low end. Bring Dylan so Strom home. Is this still based on him yelling at a guy at a pitcher yes. once in a Blue Jays jersey? 100%. I, I, I don't love, I don't love like this guy from, idea. The, him, the him last I the heard. Woodbridge. That's yeah, my, the that's last what I, I heard is, is the Stroms aren't big on playing in Toronto. That's what no. I heard. Oh, don't burn time bubble. Bring him on. Ryan Strom? Where does not, Ryan Strom end enough. up? They're not mean enough. No idea. Nashville, I heard. Ryan Strom. They're oh, looking yeah? for a centerman. And uh, I think they're. They're out on cop, unfortunately. As we said, they end up in Detroit. Okay, we're back again tomorrow. Enjoy your UFA day.